0: Hi there, and welcome to the latest episode of the Online Warriors Podcast. Uh, We're back again here in the thick of December now, the holiday season, and tonight is trailer night. Uh, We're going to be talking about quite a few high-profile trailers that have been released in the past week uh as we uh prepare ourselves for the summer 2020 movie season which is kind of hard to fathom as i say that we're still six months away but uh here to talk about that and other things uh i'm illegal 86 and of course we have nerd bomber hello everybody and our good friend tactic hey so uh hey so we have, a, we have a, a, a full show just from the trailers, but we're also going to be talking a little bit about Bioshock and if there's time, uh, a few other things as well. And, and Nerd Bomber has uh, a fun quiz for us today. Super festive. A, yeah, it's at Hallmark Christmas Movies, real or fake, I would assume. Um, I don't know anything else than that, obviously, because if I did, I would, I would be cheating. But uh, very excited for that. And uh, just in general, very excited for another great episode. So we can dive right in to what might be the highest profile trailer i mean we got uh, three really big ones here but people have been talking about uh wonder woman 1984 for oh gosh it's been at least a year uh probably since wonder woman came out people have been talking about what the sequel is going to be like and um the first trailer was just released i want to say it was over this past weekend so um i guess i I just kind of want to get your guys uh, as, as we often do with trailer talk, um, what, what's your initial thought here? What's your initial rating for the trailer? If you had to give it one,
1: if I had to give it a rating. So I'm going to be honest, the eighties don't really jive with me. I, I just have no nostalgia for the eighties. So like, it looked interesting to me, but I would still give it like a cool, maybe seven. I had a lot of issues with the trailer that aren't related to the eighties either. Um, I don't know if Tactic wants to give his rating or if I, I should just jump into some of my misgivings about the trailer, even though I'm so very excited about the movie. Tactic, what do you think? Do you want to give your rating?
2: I thought it was a really, really good movie simply because I did my research of who the main villain was. And there is a huge bait and switch if you haven't done the research. So I encourage looking into that spoiler because it's, it's totally worth it and it'll blow your mind.
1: But how would you yeah, rate the don't... trailer?
2: I, I thought the trailer was good because it it led you to believe that um that one older looking gentleman is the villain and she's constantly chasing that person and it's got the eighties theme and he seems super classic eighties villain and that's why I liked it because they they really stayed true with the timeline and it and it didn't really feel like it was a movie that came out now
1: so I guess my main other misgiving, even though I thought a lot of it looked awesome, was the fact that Steve Trevor is, spoiler, spoiler, if you haven't seen the first movie, he's alive. He has somehow come back to life. And I know that they're basically leading you to believe that like she makes a wish that Steve Trevor was back or something, and then she has to give something up or something bad happens as a result. But that just seems like some genie shiznit. I don't like it, man. I don't like that.
0: Well, okay. First of all, I agree with you completely. Uh, now you could say that Chris Pine never dies. Cause I mean, look at that guy. He probably never dies, but, um, I, I similarly watched the trailer and I mean, first of all, I have an issue with him coming back in general, but if you're going to bring Steve Trevor back, I, I, I feel like there's gotta be a way to release a trailer where you keep that under wraps. Like, like it could have been a great reveal either, either in a later trailer or in the movie itself. And they just kind of put all their cards on the table here um also in the in the vein of putting cards on the table i just googled the title of this movie to make sure i had the details in front of me and tactic the bait and switch you're talking about was just spoiled for me so uh yeah i didn't get, i didn't get any of that from watching the trailer the trailer is kind of just very slick looking 80s visuals and you know i'm this is the first time of uh, multiple times on this episode where i'm going to draw like a stranger things kind of comparison it's happening in that same era you have that that mall that looks very similar to the season 3 mall so like it's 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 giving me a Stranger Things vibe. It's giving me glow. Um,
1: glow is one of the first things that comes glow. to mind. Okay, I don't yeah. know if you ended up watching that illegal, but never did. This feels a lot like glow in terms of even just like the neon lights and the mall scene and just like all of the throwbacks to the '80s, which obviously, I mean, it's it's another period piece, which I'm excited right. for. Like that was one of the things that I really liked about the first Wonder Woman. I think it's just the Steve Trevor thing is going to be a major hurdle for me to jump over because I think that death that they did in the first movie for him that was super impactful and i felt like that really would be a good motivator and driver for her character moving forward but if he comes back like even if they could stagger it with another movie like assuming that they have a trilogy of wonder woman movies planned if they could stagger it even but it feels like he literally just died we don't really get a chance for that to sink in and see how that influenced her character
2: i'm gonna ask that you, you you start calling these movies genre pieces because every time you call it a period piece and it's a strong female character I'm sorry that's where my head goes <laughs> oh, every okay. time I'm like why are okay. you calling it that
0: I mean but it is that it, seems like it's a like, you problem
1: it is it's technically a period piece like the last one was during the world war and now it's during the 80s I mean they're really picking iconic periods of time no pun intended for the woman superhero and I think, I mean, that was a really strong point in the first movie. I, I would love to see that again. I hope they somehow bring the 80s home like they did in the original Wonder Woman.
2: So I actually love that you related it to Glow, by the way, because here's the major spoiler, folks. If you don't want to be spoiled, spoiled I would suggest avoiding all information about this movie because it's very yeah, quickly. I looked found.
0: it up, I, I saw it in five seconds, so the, just don't look the movie up.
2: Yeah, the main villain is cheetah or um and she's played by Kristen wig so i thought that they were going to be kind of like just like best friends and she was going to be like a supporting role no she is the main villain and that's why i love that you correlated to glow because we literally are going to have gorgeous ladies of wrestling
0: yeah so so yeah you you get this vibe that Kristen wig is going to be like the gal pal to to wonder woman um and of course they give you the vibe both with casting and the trailer that pedro pascal's character maxwell ward is going to be the main villain and and you mentioned before in what brief research i did which research i mean it was really like reading reddit comments but like probably how steve trevor comes back is maxwell ward grants some wish to wonder woman to have him come back and then it's going to cost something and blah 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 plotting um but I, I would have never gotten the ba- the, the switch with cheetah in the, in watching the trailer my my other main gripe and it's har- it's hardly much of a gripe it's really just a comic book movie gripe or a, like a me not having wonder woman knowledge gripe but like i just i, I guess i don't understand what the whip does because
1: the whip is it's everything a lasso of
0: truth. it's used in a lot of different ways in this trailer um i think are you specifically
1: i i kind of had a feeling that you were going to go towards the lightning See, I thought that was a really badass.
0: I can't get there. It doesn't make sense. So, uh, let's swing it over to our science chair, Tectic. Does it make sense? Well, that makes sense?
2: That was introduced in the first one when she basically sh- was shown to be kind of a god. So that's just well, playing yeah, but off. She's not the,
0: swinging on lightning.
2: But she was. Remember, she was blasting through the, uh, the God of Wars lightning and bolts and all his other stuff. So this is just a continuation of what kind of her abilities that was shown in Wonder Woman one or World War Two. I-, I will won. say
0: I'm I'm into the gold suit. I don't know, uh, knowing nothing about comics and like where that fits into her mythos, I dig it for sure. Um, I think this movie. Has all the pieces. I think you know you're bringing back Patty Jenkins to direct, who did such a great job on the first one. You have obviously Gal Gadot coming back, Robin Wright. You have some really strong supporting cast members being added, and Kristen Wiig and Pedro Pascal. I mean, you have um, the
1: Baby Yoda protector.
0: Oh, right. Yeah, he's out, he's on a roll right now. This is a big month for him. Oh, big, yeah. Big a few months, I guess. um But yeah, I mean, I, I'm relatively on board. Like, if I were to give the trailer a rating it would be probably a probably a six or seven i mean when it comes so my last dc movie experience was aquaman which i did not care for i know aquaman got great reviews wasn't for me um wonder woman is an exception to the rule of dc movies being just not not very good so i have a question i'm like i'm very hesitant yeah go ahead
1: did you see shazam
0: i did not see shazam Ooh, bad move i'm i I missed that one but but again that that's kind of part of the problem is that dc has me so gun shy like incredibly gun shy and also i think shazam was either just before or just after endgame so i was like all right i'm gonna take a break from comic books for a while and that's kind of where i am with that but i mean if, if ever dc was to get me into the theater again it would be for the second wonder woman because of how good the first one was so i'm relatively on board i'm just um kind of back and forth on certain aspects of this trailer as i think nerd bomber you are as well
1: yeah like i think overall i'm excited to see the movie i'm definitely going to see the movie because i really really loved the first one i think out of all of the superhero movies that i've seen in the last few years that one was probably one of my biggest standouts um and i mean that says a lot considering we were literally in the end game phase of the avengers cinematic experience so I'm excited for it. I do have a lot of faith in Patty Jenkins. She said already that um, the Steve Trevor resurrection isn't going to be a gimmick. Um, I I guess she probably had gotten this question like, oh, because I think it leaked that uh, Chris Pine was back in the movie. I think there was like some kind of shot of him on set that got out into the public.
0: So wait, wait not going to be a gimmick meaning he's like back for good or like I don't know what that means she
1: means like not a gimmick from from what I understood of the interview she said that Chris or sorry Steve Trevor's return is going to be crucial to Wonder Woman's character development in some way. It's going to put her in some kind of pickle or have her learn and grow from it in some kind of scenario. They didn't really go into too much detail in the interview, but she basically said that it wasn't just like a one-off so that like he would just be back in the show. Um, I guess it's like a well thought out planned thing.
0: Now, granted, you know, it could be for a variety of reasons, but did so did you guys see justice league Mm -mm. okay well first of all you're better off uh second of all they at, at least heavily imply in justice league that he is is dead which at the time makes perfect sense because he was he died in wonder woman Um, but now they kind of have this question of like all right like is he going to come back and stay alive or it sounds like he's part of this wish thing so like he'll eventually probably like at the end of this movie maybe he'll just die again or maybe he'll just be really old i mean 1984 is a long way from whenever justice league came out 2015 or something 2016 i don't remember what year it was um so maybe he just is old and died i don't really know but there's like i remember like a certain scene from justice league of like her continuing to like miss him and I was like, yeah, I mean, at the time I didn't think anything of it because he very much died in the plane crash and like really no coming back from that. So,
1: well, I mean, this is part probably like the movie narcissist in me or not. That's not the right word, but this skeptic maybe. But you know that all of these movies are slightly predictable, at least a little bit. So sure. In, in my opinion, what's going to happen is somehow she's going to get her wish and he's going to come back. And then that's going to lead to her giving something up to her enemy. And then he even says in the trailer at one point, like, the world needs you or something. You know what you have to do or something along those lines. Probably yeah. didn't quote that directly. Um, something
0: very heroic. But, you know, heroic. she's
1: going to have to, like, either go back in time and get rid of that wish ever happening or sacrifice him to make sure that the world is safe
2: totally predictable i 100 percent agree with you
0: so what i want to see i want to i want to see and this will never happen but i want to see a situation in which she has to kill him
1: i could see that happening that, that, it would be like where i am the ultimate sacrifice and he's coming to terms with it or something i could definitely see that happening
0: yeah um either way uh wonder woman 1984 looks like it's going to be a big one uh june 5th 2020 so this is again, what, one of the headliners from the summer movie season, I, I think if I'm not mistaken, I think all three of these that we're going to talk about are going to be summer movies, um, which brings us into our next one, which is much less a franchise and, and much more kind of an original idea that, that could be very, very interesting. And yeah, this is also in summer, July 3rd of next year, free guy. So, um, free guy is another one that i think has been talked about for some time not quite as much as wonder woman obviously but um essentially what we have here is ryan reynolds is uh and a video game non-playable character and he kind of has this awakening where he realizes that he doesn't have to get walked all over by playable characters and various things seem to ensue um so again th- this trailer this trailer i think there was much more going on there's just stuff going on for this entire trailer it's very busy um very good i thought uh there's just a lot to it so w- initial thoughts tactic what do you have so i got a huge
2: wreck it ralph breaks the internet vibe from it i don't know about you Never guys it. but but it, even with the like glitchy things that were kind of happening in the background it 100 percent felt felt like a live action wreck it ralph The other side of it is, and and that also happened in Wreck-It Ralph once when he jumped into other video games and and had his own consciousness. It's literally that in live action. Um, But overall, kind of a feel-good movie. I I had a lot of laughs just watching the trailer. And as a gamer myself, I always kind of abuse
0: the the ai oh yeah oh yeah yeah there's a lot of footage of that in the trailer
2: (laughs) so so skyrim is a is a phenomenal example of abusing um ai with the the old put the basket over their head so that you can steal them steal things from them
0: you can steal them wow yes
2: no so in, in skyrim there's a notorious glitch where all you have to do to steal things and not get caught is put a basket over their head and that's it and it's like real life. Yeah. Oh yeah. And so people just rank up their sneak points doing that and it's just totally totally rude to the AI and it's and it's really it's time for them to to make a stance and stand up for themselves. So I'm very much excited about this movie. I would probably honestly give it a an an 8 for a feel good summer movie.
1: Yeah, actually, okay. so your comparison of Wreck-It Ralph, I hadn't thought about that before, but I, that is a hundred percent spot on. This definitely feels like a more adult-themed, feel-good Wreck-It Ralph, like full of video game nostalgia, targeted to really pull in all of our, us gamers and give us all of those like fun Easter eggs throughout this entire movie. I mean. And the casting was awesome. You can't beat Ryan Reynolds. If you're going to have some kind of nerdy, quirky, self-aware type movie, Ryan Reynolds is the guy that you want for the job. We've seen it time and time again, whether it's Deadpool, Detective Pikachu, and pretty much any movie. Like, there's so many Ryan Reynolds movies. I think he's one of the funniest actors that we have in current times. And... I'm super excited about this. It seems like, like you said, it's going to be very feel good. It'll be a fun adventure. You're not going to walk away thinking it's going to be this like epic movie or something like that. But it's going to be something that you remember. You had a lot of chuckles about. Kind of, I could see it becoming like a cult classic, almost like a Zombie Land or something like that. So yeah, for sure, I I am on board. I I'm I'm here for this.
0: Well, and so 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 you mentioned I think the key thing, which is. Any scenario that you put Ryan Reynolds in that allows him to break, kind of break the fourth wall, is that's really the important thing. And granted, I don't expect him to do the do that the way do that here the way that he does it in Deadpool, where Deadpool he's this very smart alecky, you know. Ext- overly confident character i think this is going to involve him kind of learning the ropes um more so than, than deadpool ever did um which will be interesting but i think it again that breaking the fourth wall thing it's still going to give him a lot of chances um for the humor that he tends to be known for like you said between detective pikachu and deadpool and i also would mention fast and furious hobbs and shaw which he has a cameo in and he's absolutely fantastic um other cast members though, that i'm, I'm particularly excited about uh joe keery uh, from stranger things. That's Steve Harrington. Um, it's probably not his big screen debut, but it, it's easily his biggest movie that he's had. I mean, I, I, I don't know of any other movies he's been in, so that's kind of exciting. I'm excited to see what he does with that. And then, um, I actually thought Taika Waititi was directing this movie. He's he directed a bunch of other things, including Jojo rabbit, which just came out. Um, but he's, he's actually a cast member in it and he's super hilarious. He was Korg in, uh, Thor Ragnarok. Um, so super, super excited about that. They have a fantastic cast here. I think the premise has a lot of juice. You know, I, I was laughing a lot. Um, like I said, you know, the trailer features a lot of just NPCs getting totally abused and kind of just like ignoring it, like getting up and walking away. And, and you know, it, it, it's it's a game for, you know, I want to say it's it's, it's a, not a game, a movie. I want to say it's a movie for people who have played Grand Theft Auto. But at th- this point, Grand Theft Auto is kind of a part of our culture, as like a part of our pop culture even if you haven't played it there's a lot that you can watch this trailer and and understand and so,
2: i'm glad you mentioned yeah. that so there was a lot of winks at various video games I, we saw grand theft auto based on the map layout we saw yeah. a little bit of Fortnite based on the jumping out and landing onto the ground um is there any game kind of winks that you would really really want to see
0: oh boy um my initial my gut first thought uh the sims i don't know how they would do that but the sims i think is another very similar kind of game where you have these people that you're controlling and what if they what if they learned that they were being controlled you know that's much simpler it's not very actiony but the sims is also like kind of part of our lexicon now um in that
1: vein i wonder why there hasn't been a sims movie like that i feel like you could have a good hour 45 movie based around the sims becoming self-aware that would be hilarious
0: and and in a in a world where there really is no original content anymore it is surprising that someone hasn't like just played the sims randomly and been like hey i could easily make a movie out of this um but yeah I, i mean uh i laughed the part that made me laugh the hardest was when he's in the bank obviously and he's him and the the security guard are laying down and they're swinging their feet back and forth talking to each other Um, it's going to be a lot of that. It's going to be a lot of tongue in cheek stuff that I think is going to be just, just fantastic. Um, I would like to
1: see like some kind of fantasy game representation because something maybe like a fallout or a Skyrim, basically like your RPG where you're going to collect and like fetch quests for NPCs and you just get into some like really weird dialogue loop sometimes with the NPCs. So I'd love to see some kind of play on that
2: i was hoping that is the
0: question sorry go ahead
2: i was hoping for a wink at super mario brothers so like there's a plumber fixing a pipe and all of a sudden he just jumps down the drain and everyone's just like okay that's normal
0: the so with this in mind with all this in mind the question is what what do they have the rights to you know like i i don't know how sticky things get with video game ip you know can they make a mario brothers reference that's very clearly mario brothers you know like i i have no idea um
1: that gets into like some sticky legal stuff that i don't claim to know anything about but i want to say that as long as you're adding commentary or uh oh what is the word what is weird i'll do Um, yes if you parody something it's usually in the clear yeah satire so I think as long as they don't directly pull any, like, logos or anything, if they just kind of, like, wink at something without being direct about it, I think they can get away with a lot of stuff. And the thing is, too, like, amongst all video games, there's so many different recurring themes that any reference could easily be a number of games. You know what I mean? Right.
2: So instead of Super Mario Brothers mustache italian
0: plumbers exactly (laughs) exactly yeah but like we we've seen this sort of formula work and granted not exactly the same formula but like they got a lot of comedic fuel like they got a lot of mileage out of the video game shtick in jumanji which if you haven't seen jumanji it was it was really good um and you know like you you mentioned kind of like poking fun at rpg elements there's a there's kind of a uh a scene in jubanji where they do that and it's really funny and it's it, and that's exactly the kind of thing too that's not specific to one game it's just like a, oh okay here's what my skills are here's what my skill tree looks like and you know they, they have a lot of fun with that so th- there's there's so much potential in this premise and i'm really really excited to see what they do with it
1: oh man could you imagine the commentary that they could put in there about like loot boxes and stuff like that
0: yeah, i i, I you know, that's a good point too, is that I really think one of the bigger questions is how biting do they wanna be? You know, do do they wanna poke fun in a way that's not so innocent um could be a very interesting element here. And also, are we gonna see anything outside the video game world? I would say the answer is probably no, but you never know. Um you know, maybe the maybe the movie ends with you know, them panning out from a screen and who's playing the game, like Betty White or something. Like, it, it, it could be like a fun, like, celebrity cameo or something, you know what I mean? Can you um, please,
1: like, pitch that at Ryan Reynolds and see if he can run yeah. with that? Because Ryan Reynolds and Betty White have been in a movie together, so he can make that happen.
0: Yeah, they it have. A, the Proposal. Yep. What a what a movie. If, if anyone hasn't seen The Proposal, uh, it's it's very average. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, but, it, but it's on TV a lot. So.
1: It was, like... A rom com in the decline days of rom coms, you know, like that was one of the last ones as they were on the decline, yeah. and they weren't really becoming these big blockbuster releases. Now they're all just like Netflix movies, so you got to give it a little bit of credit for being one of the the fighting few at the end of the rom com era.
0: It was like Sandra Bullock's rom com swan song mm-hmm. kind of thing, um, which I'm not a big Sandra Bullock fan, but that's a topic for another time. Uh, so to wrap up, free guy. July 3rd 2020 is when this one drops. Uh could be very very exciting. Um Ryan Reynolds is also producing, so he has some he has some skin in the game on this one. Clearly thinks it's a great concept, which I would agree with him on that one. Um before we hit our break, why don't we just why don't we keep on trucking here and and get to the last of our three trailers that we want to talk about. This is another huge one that has been at least hinted at for at least a year um and that's ghostbusters afterlife now this is the other one that um i was getting huge stranger things vibes and not just because finn wolfhart is in in the movie and in the trailer um you know it's it's gonna focus on a bunch of kids getting a hold of ghostbusters gear it's what it looks like um but I'm super, super here for it. I don't know. What did you guys think?
1: So I was very excited. I think the trailer looked great. Obviously, Paul Rudd is in it, so I am down for that. Mm, I think the callbacks to the original Ghostbusters is great, and tying it directly um, was amazing. I think they shouldn't be able to screw this one up. I think after the more or less giant disaster that was the last Ghostbusters take, um, I think they probably have done a lot of market research and just soul searching to make sure that this is the right direction for the movie i think it'll well, only... be
0: much less irreverent yeah I, I think is the key the the, the ghostbusters disaster i think was much it was a lot more poking fun at like here's this goofy movie we made in the 80s so let's like you know do more jokes with it this this is more like treating it like what it is which is again this like cultural staple of like you know it's being approached with reverence and Mm -hmm. you know we're bound to see i would think bill murray but maybe dan Dan eckerd's still alive isn't he i actually don't know
1: i don't know i think so i'm not sure
0: if he died i I missed it um but anyways you were you were saying continue
1: the only thing so I'm just used to I guess the Ghostbusters being adults and I feel like I'm always I always have to bring up like my Debbie Downer point but I have to stress enough that I really enjoyed both this trailer and Wonder Woman so I I like I'm looking forward to seeing these movies but there's a little small part of me that hates that it's kind of feeling like a kid movie but at the same time like it worked with Jumanji it worked with a Goosebumps movie so I just have to like maintain the faith you know what I mean
0: right i i i get that vibe I, I understand wanting it to be you want it to be taken seriously exactly and, and 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 granted i'm not even sure like ghostbusters may very well have been marketed as a kids movie i don't think it was but i like it was probably pg i don't know i i just tried looking it up and wasn't very successful but you know i i think it's supposed to be a family movie um also for what it's worth uh I'm not going to spoil who's coming back, but again, I just, I Googled the movie to say when the, when it's coming out and stuff. And it tells me in the, who in the cast is is coming back. Um, oh, good. And so if, if you want that information for yourself, look it up. I'm not going to spoil it for anyone. Um, but yeah, I can understand that, that fear of, of, Oh, is it just going to be like, you know, a, a kid's movie, which granted, you know, kids movies can be fine. Like the Goonies is like this again, kind of eighties, very important movie, um, in our collective culture, but yeah, you want it to be taken seriously. And I totally understand that. So, um, so from yeah, my perspective,
2: ahead. first and foremost, I a hundred percent agree with you that this one has very much a stranger things vibe. I don't, I yep. do not agree with the wonder woman one, but this one, oh yeah. Secondly, you guys all know my favorite thing to do is to speculate who and what And I'm not looking it up Nor will I look it up As far as what Additional original Ghostbusters cast May or may not be in it However I do want to speculate that Who the grandfather That isn't around anymore is And, and I believe that it's Dr. Egon Spengler or, It has to be It has to be The glasses are, are spot on she, the, the granddaughter Quote unquote Looks just like him and for those of you who don't know, that's Harold Ramis, and he is not going to be in it because he unfortunately, he had, away. yeah, he had passed yeah. away in 2014. But I think it'd be a nice tribute that they can do, which I, I always, I'm a big fan of that because he was like a big part of the original cast and a big part of the personality of the team. So I'm very excited if they do go that route, and if he is in fact the grandfather.
0: And I hope I'm right on this one so i i I think you are and and you know i actually hadn't considered the the physical likeness between him and the daughter but that's like that's a big thing but like there are questions here you know um i i do think that the grandfather is harold Ramis uh the real question to me is how did they go from new york city i think they were in new york city to like way out in the boonies wherever they are you know did they get did they get forced out there did they get outlawed because people were upset that they were ghosts but like there's there's a lot of juicy plot when you when you let a movie sit here for for 30 30 years there's a lot of gray area to be filled in and, and you know paul rudd i think is going to be the vehicle for a lot of that he's kind of serving as the same character that the physics teacher in stranger things is which he's he's the exposition guy he's the explainer he's the one who you know folds a piece of paper and pokes a hole through it and says this is what a wormhole is um paul rudd's going to be that and he, he'll probably tell us what what wound up happening to the ghostbusters i think because right now we don't know
2: i think specifically his role in this is actually a fanboy, like he grew up watching them and he made all this cool you know fake equipment just to like dress up and go to different comic cons and things like that and now he gets to be an adult and really live it so i think i really really hope that he geeks out the whole thing like like a kid in a candy shop
0: well and, and and it serves two purposes right you know first of all it um it gives older audience members kind of someone to live the movie through you know they can they can see themselves in paul red as being this person who's just so excited about like oh the ghostbusters are back and like i remember the ghostbusters when i was a kid and it also gives the kids a character to like there are going to be kids who go see this movie who haven't seen the original and don't know so like having a paul red character to tell them that is super super important to this movie's success so yeah i mean obviously there was a teaser before this where we just saw the the car basically um but there's a lot more here and i you know of the three trailers that we've talked about today this is probably the one that i'm the most excited about
1: i would Um, agree with you there i think this they have so much to gain from this movie they have like in terms of just reputation they have so much to just make back up from the last ghostbusters that i think this one will really truly be the movie that we thought that one might be.
2: So, can I ask yeah. you guys one more question? Go for it. Who are you gonna call?
1: Ghostbusters.
0: I'm gonna call the Italian mustache plumbers because I got myself a leaky faucet. Um, so, so Ghostbusters Afterlife, July 10th, 2020. So, so again, the summer movie slate is starting to fill in. Um, there's a lot to be excited for you know i like i feel like I'm, I'm making a complete 180 on what i said last week when we talked about uh this this et commercial um which you know i didn't really care for that because it feels like digging something up that shouldn't be dug up um and i don't really have an explanation for for my complete 180 i just i watched this and i was immediately into it um
1: i think it's because this property like i said it was already dug up So now it just has to redeem itself.
0: So it could be that. It could also be that E.T. has a much more... The story of E.T. should be much more uh, confined and by itself. Like, at the end of E.T., E.T. leaves at the end of ghostbusters they're like well let's keep Ghostbusters like you know there's nothing that is stopping them from continuing to ghostbust and like create potential future plots and granted that's not really what's happening here but it's a variant of that so that may be why but either way ghostbusters afterlife july 10th 2020 get hyped for that and um, get hyped for this this ad break where we shout out some of our friends
2: Hey, everybody, this is Sedge. And this is King Kegel, a.k.a. Lightsaber Ninja. And we're two of the three hosts of Gaming Casual, a gaming podcast where three idiots discuss games in the gaming industry casually. Sometimes we get along, sometimes we disagree, and sometimes we go on 45-minute rants about consoles that haven't released yet. Hey, 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 I'm innocent here. Bullshit. Check us out on Podbean, Google Play, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts, new episodes release every Thursday. And not for nothing, but every single person that listens to our podcast happens to be a genius and attractive.
0: We are back, and uh, it's good to be back. And uh, before we continue on with some of our news topics, I do want to shout out our fantastic Patreon producer, Mr. Ben Checkness. Uh, our good friend Ben joined us a couple episodes ago now for a guest spot. Uh, he's been a supporter of ours for quite a while and we really appreciate him. He supports us at the topmost of our three tiers of Patreon support, which is the night level. And as a result, he gets access to our monthly secret segments and vlogs. And in addition to that, uh, he also gets to, uh, provide some input into our weekly game segment every week, which he did this week as well. And, um, he also gets the shout out like i'm doing right now so that's pretty cool and um after after i think three months he gets a guest spot so he's been on twice now and he'll probably be on again i would imagine um so you want to be like ben uh if you can't quite be as cool as ben which is fair because he's a pretty cool guy uh we also have tier two of support which is the squire level That gets you access to our monthly secret segment and our monthly vlog. And then there's also the Lowly page, which gets you access to the monthly secret segment. So um, if you are interested in supporting us, uh, we love doing this and uh, we really appreciate that. You can head on over to patreon.com slash online warriors podcast, more details there. So uh, we're going to shift away from trailers and shift into the land of video games and Nerd Bomber is going to tell us all about a shakeup in the land of baseball video games.
1: Right. So for those of you who are into baseball games, there's really one major franchise other than RBI Baseball, which isn't as widespread as the most well-known one, which is MLB The Show. So for the last, I don't even know how long, um, MLB The Show has been a PlayStation exclusive because it's actually developed by one of Sony's in-house studios. Well, the MLB actually just confirmed that they extended their licensing deal with Sony for a few more years, which means that Sony's in-house studio will continue to make the game. However, for the first time ever, MLB The Show will actually now be available on Xbox and Switch and other platforms and not just be a Sony exclusive. Um, So, they said that Because the MLB The Show for 2020 is already scheduled for release in March for the PlayStation 4, we probably won't see it extend to other consoles this coming year. But they could make the jump to the Xbox and Switch and other platforms as early as 2021. So that is crazy. because And that's huge because it's basically two decades of this game being a PlayStation exclusive and probably one of the first times that we've seen a PlayStation in-house game development studio have games go onto other platforms we've seen it with xbox before but and nintendo i believe has had some franchises extend into xbox and playstation but this is the first time that we've seen sony really expand their reach and get onto other platforms
0: so the craziest thing you said to me so you said for the past two decades like if you were an xbox owner and you wanted to play a baseball game you were just your host
1: for the most part the only franchise that i really know that's been out there is rbi baseball which it i mean it's considered to be a a good game but it's nothing it's not like your realistic game like nba 2k or nhl or madden or or something like that like the real if you want that type of experience in baseball you have to play mlb the show
0: wow well uh, then yeah i mean i've never played a baseball video game i'm not a big baseball fan myself but this has to be enormous news um for baseball fans and baseball video game fans um but as you said too it's also a huge step for sony and I, do we know of a nintendo franchise that has been taken other platforms because i was trying to think of one as you said that and I'm, I'm blanking um
1: the only thing that i can think of is and i i don't know if this is actually going onto other platforms but like the mario olympic games i feel like i, I might have seen that on an xbox i, I don't
0: really mario even mario been on another platform, I, would I
1: honestly I don't actually I don't Sonic
0: think so. is a
2: good example that that moved to other oh. consoles.
0: Yeah, that's a good example. Um, because Sonic was originally Sega. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but now Nintendo pretty much has the rights on that, right? Or no?
2: It's uh, we play it on Xbox. We play it on Nintendo. Oh, so no. But I don't.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> I don't know who owns the rights to Sonic. Yeah, it, it's like I said. This is a very this breaks precedent. And it's one of those things for me, it's interesting, not so much from a baseball perspective, because I've honestly never played a baseball video game in my life. But from the perspective that we're seeing these cross minglings of the platforms that for the last I feel like 20 years have kind of stayed in their own lane. Like this year, we've seen even agreements between Microsoft and Sony trying to get the cloud gaming thing going. And basically Microsoft leveraging their existing networks and saying like, hey, Sony will help you out. Seeing these kind of gaming partnerships is just, in my mind, really good for us as gamers moving into the future because competition is good and seeing these different Companies basically prop each other up and support each other just means that we have more choices, more competition, because if these games are available across platforms, you don't necessarily have to decide. That means that their hardware is going to have to be good. No matter what console that you're going to, they have to make sure that they're competitive. So I'm kind of psyched to see this.
2: What interests me about this one is the statistics of who's going to be playing it on the new consoles. And the reason why is because what got me into, the say, the Madden games... Was me playing them as a kid on on my Xbox, and because I never played the baseball games, because back when those days I only had an Xbox, I didn't have a bunch of different consoles, so I, I just kept getting the new one and the new one and the new one, and never got into the baseball game. And as such, I don't see me buying a baseball game and getting into that. Um, I guess we'll call it franchise. So. That said, is there people maybe chomping on the bit that always wanted one and just either didn't have the console for it or...
0: So, yeah, th- that's a good point because I think a lot of sports franchises like Madden and FIFA is another one we haven't mentioned. They have like brand loyalty, right? Where they have people who just buy the new one every year. And with the show, you're not going to get that from Xbox uh players just because they've never really had this game before so you know it is an interesting question what is the customer base going to look like for this uh i agree with nerd bomber that it's uh, uh, the latest in a continuing trend of like great news for gamers where things are starting to unify but um so, so tactic your baseball game experience is it, it's fair to say it's limited correct
2: i think i played backyard baseball when i had the big bobblehead
1: Things. Oh my! Oh, I a, forgot about backyard that game. Baseball. That, that was, game was amazing.
0: Dope. Yeah, the only time I've ever played a baseball game I think was backyard baseball, and I was at a friend's house, and it was on the Wii. And uh, a friend of mine was pitching, and he was kind of tall, so he like he pitched and like followed through, and completely shattered a ceiling light fixture. And we were like, "No more baseball games!" Oh wow! So, uh, but this is not a Wii thing, so I, everyone should be safe. Don't, no need for concern. Um, Actually,
1: not to get off on a tangent but that's just making me like kind of wax nostalgic the whole backyard games line of games was amazing and I feel like there's really nothing like that for kids but like that got me into because I wasn't dexterous enough to play Madden I couldn't think quick enough and like Madden's hard yeah it is even now I have a hard time playing and like I'm not bad at it per se but I'm definitely not good at it and all of the sports games as a kid it's a very difficult entry point because you have to have some sort of skill and it's kind of sad to me like i don't know do those games exist anymore i I hope they do because for kids like that really got me into sports gaming i remember you could even like you got to draft your team or whatever out of the kids on the bleachers and there was always the one kid in the baseball game i don't remember his name but he always had like the baseball hat and chewed gum and he had the best stats and if you got him it was like a home run for your team good times
0: there was a backyard baseball that came out in 2015. I just looked it up, but that's that was an iOS game, so it doesn't really count. The last console game was backyard sports, sandlot sluggers, and that was 2010. So I think it's safe to say that uh, they put that in the deep freeze. Darn yeah, upsetting um i I do and before, we should move on, but before we do, you mentioned Madden. I've watched football m- literally my entire life. I used to play football all the time when I was a kid. Madden, I could I could never figure it out. Like like when I see that like there's Madden tournaments, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense cuz like Madden is surprisingly challenging. Well, honestly, if you think it about just,
1: it, you have to be good at play calling. And so like when you're playing in elementary school or you're playing in your backyard or even just watching, like it's easy to say like, "Oh, they should have done this." You, like, "Oh, I should run here." But when right. you actually have to think about making play calls making offensive and defensive calls against someone else who's that invested in the game like the people who play madden are usually pretty intense about it they study plays they know the books they can make plays themselves that they think are creative so when you're playing against someone who's actually thinking through the plays and the game like that at a very high level it's hard to compete
0: it really is well even when i used to play the madden games i remember on offense i would have a a relatively good sense of like okay i should run here i should pass and i should run this pass play when i was on defense i was like what's the zone like i i didn't know i didn't understand it at all i would just basically pick a random play or like pick whatever matt john madden told me to play and i would do that so like yeah there's like a huge amount of skill associated with that that i i, I also don't think you necessarily get that in Other sports games again because of the play calling but again this is totally off topic uh we are starting to run short on our allotted time so we need to move on to a quick topic which is actually a big topic which is uh a new bioshock game is in development so 2k just announced the formation of a new studio called cloud chamber which will um be essentially taking the lead on the next title in the bioshock series so there's a lot of details here um it assembles a lot of the Bioshock veterans, but it does not have the original creator, Ken Levine, who apparently has moved on to bigger and better things, I guess. Um, in, in the interest of time, I do kind of want to just ask you guys, you know, I'm I'm playing through Infinite right now, so, you know, s- lack of spoilers would be good. But what are you hoping to see? Are you hoping for a return to Rapture? Are you hoping for a return to Columbia? Are you hoping for something different? Um, are you hoping for mechanics that are the same you know if there was one thing you could ask for what would it be
1: me personally i think you have to keep the core mechanics of the game kind of the same i think even though they were called different things in the original bioshock and bioshock infinite it's pretty much exactly the same i think you need to keep that core mechanic otherwise you kind of deviate from what a bioshock game is in its dna um that said i think we, we kind of put this vote up on a poll on our Twitter account, and I agree with the majority of the people that I would like to see a completely new setting. So for me, Rapture was just a little bit too scary. I think there's still a lot of meat that you could dig into in Rapture and just like the backstory of everything. But... Unfortunately for me, I had a difficult time playing through the first game just because I'm a huge pansy and I don't like things that jump out of me in the dark. Like I enjoyed it. It was a good game. I didn't finish it. I ended up having to like watch Let's Plays to just get through it. Bioshock Infinite, meanwhile, while I loved that, I kind of want to keep that like in my mind. That story was so good. I don't want to revisit Columbia because I don't want to touch it. It was something that I could almost like crystallize and put on my shelf as like one of the better gaming experiences that I think I can remember having in a very long time. Like that was one of those games that I trekked through in almost a day and a half. I just binged it and it was amazing. And so I wouldn't want to go back to Columbia because it was just kind of good. I don't want to damage that in any way. But I think there's so many things they could do. Give us a brand new setting and... And there's so many things that you can do, even with the storytelling. They always have a good twist. I I would just be excited to see a new Bioshock. I'm geeking out about this. Tactic, I'll throw it over to you.
2: So we've seen underwater, we've seen kind of basically on land. I want to see space now. That's going to say Mars.
0: Yeah,
1: that would be interesting.
2: That that's what I would really want. I love the mechanics. Keep the mechanics the same. Keep the power ups the same. Keep all the powers the same put it in
0: space
1: so almost like and i know illegal that you played prey, prey. that yeah. that kind of felt bioshocky correct i didn't get around to playing Pre- it yes
0: yet, but I, and it's i'm glad you said that because it was the comparison i was about to draw prey is so so i think prey is a little bit more rpg than bioshock is but only barely and it has a lot of the same uh kind of mechanics where you know similar to like eve in in the first two bioshocks and uh i guess they call it salts in infinite i haven't gotten very far in infinite yet um but there's a lot of that kind of thing going on in prey as well and prey is just a fantastic game i would strongly recommend it to anyone who is looking for a survival horror kind of game um but i i agree i, I you know um if i were to pick one of the two settings um that i currently have played i would definitely pick rapture again i thought rapture was amazing so far i'm underwhelmed by infinite um, <gasps> which i know i know i know that's crazy everyone says it's like a life-changing game i haven't gotten very i haven't gotten very far at it yet so i'm willing to cut it some slack for the time being um, I, I i just i'm really excited about this because i think bioshock is an amazing franchise um that there's a lot more that they can do within this kind of framework of the gameplay that they have. And you know, you mentioned space. Um I think that's a great idea. <laughs> like I think there are plenty of settings where and you mentioned that Columbia's on land. It's not it's really not, right? I mean it's it's kind of in the sky. So like maybe there's like a jungle bioshock. I don't know. There's all kinds of things you can do. And, jungle
1: uh, Bioshock would be fun. Or even like Arctic Bioshock.
2: Ooh, the suburbs. Go with the suburbs <laughs>
0: Yeah, Bioshock like suburbia would be something else. um So yeah, I mean, I mean, I I don't think we know exactly when this is happening. It, apparently, their announcement says the title will be in development for the next several years. So this will be a PS five game, uh, and Xbox. What's the new uh, next Xbox called? Something weird.
1: Oh boy.
0: Sept- scepter is it scepter or specter or something, or is that something else?
1: I I don't remember. Oh, this is bad. I, I should yeah. know what the code name for Xbox is. My bad, Xbox fans.
0: Uh, uh, I'm just gonna Google it really quick because yeah, this is embarrassing. We're like a we're supposed to be like a Project Scarlet. That's what it's called.
1: I knew it was yeah. something. I want to say Scorpio, but that was the the last Xbox. It was like the Xbox One S. Maybe I don't even know. Th- Too many I code names. I, was, I, I just I need like close. give me a solid name, man.
0: Anyways, uh, this game will be out on next gen consoles probably a little while after the next gen consoles are released from the sound of it so um get excited for that bioshock fans let's do a quick round of what we're up to um i'm gonna keep mine short uh i mentioned infinite i haven't played a whole lot more of it if i'm being honest but um i've been just really getting down with christmas I've, I've watched a bunch of christmas movies i watched it's a wonderful life this past weekend which is one of my favorites um i've watched both home alones both santa clauses because the third one doesn't exist by the way um and i'm uh, just loving i did a christmas themed escape room this week and uh we got out and we set the record no big deal um i'm just feeling the holidays getting my shopping done um yeah not much not much else to report to be perfectly honest with you but um that's fine given given our time constraint i will sw- swing it over to tactic
2: so my biggest thing that i'm super super excited for is i've been getting down with fantasy football so oh god yeah for, okay this for starters is fair to talk about for starters i stink at traditional fantasy football i just i i will, will always forget to bench the right people or or not bench the right right people and it's just a lot of work to keep track of. And then when you make a mistake, you're stuck with it generally for the season and, and it's tough to trade out of it. So, what I like to do instead is um, through the Yahoo app, there's Daily Fantasy. And you could do it in groups of friends or you can do that. There's a free one with thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of people. And so lately on my weekly Daily Fantasy, I have been crushing it so much so that i won me a whopping four dollars and yep. i i can't say i haven't been more excited in my life for four dollars
0: i mean hey man you earned it uh so i am in this league with with tech tech i don't know if you mentioned that in your little update but uh i'm doing terrible i've been like i'm in second to last place the only person i'm ahead of is is my brother shout out to my brother who is more terrible than i am at this um haven't won any money yet don't plan on winning any money i'm out of all my fantasy playoffs so uh it's not my year it sounds like it's yours though so that's pretty sweet nerd bomber
1: uh so for me i've still been kind of slogging through astral chain slog isn't the right word because i've been having a ton of fun with it um i think i'm about halfway through the game now and still very very much enjoying it um and the other thing that i've really been into is Christmas shopping, man. I got all of my Christmas shopping done this year already. I am on the ball. Yeah, I am done 100 feet. That's crazy. I got That's a ton of really good job. deals. I got enough good deals where I could buy people extra gifts because I, I kind of do things like budgetary. Like I, I allot X amount of money for someone. So if I get sure. a, a really banging deal, then I they just get more stuff. So I, I on Black Friday, I know this is like past, but like I got a, a super slamming deal where I got something like $70 cheaper than it usually is. That just means more gifts for everyone. So my last gift rolled in actually today. So I am good to go.
0: Man, I'm like halfway and I'm like stressing about it. Also, incidentally, and I won't say where I saw you, but I saw you on Black Friday. It's the first time ever. Like I saw you.
1: I was miserable. It
0: was, it was like five in the morning. Yeah, it was <laughs> It was our first stop of the day. Me and my dad always go out. You guys look very And I very saw you chipper. with your parents. We, yeah, I'm a morning person. And my dad, I gotta tell you, my, I, it's crazy. My dad lives for Black Friday. I don't really get it. I don't think he likes shopping that much in general. But like, he looks forward to Black Friday every year. He loves the bustle and like the hustle and just the whole thing. And like, I think he's like almost kind of upset that like it's not what it used to be. Because like now stores are open on thir- on thanksgiving so like the lines on fridays aren't usually as long i think it upsets him which is crazy to me but yeah we had a good time uh but yeah i'm still quite a ways out on my christmas shopping uh i'm also quite a ways down the fantasy movie league rankings i think it's safe to say at this point that i am asleep at the wheel uh let's talk about this week and uh, let's give another shout out to our wonderful patreon producer ben Checkness, who came in at first place i think it's again I, I think he's coming first a few times this season he's doing quite well um he played a bunch of knives out which was smart knives out was an amazing movie if you haven't seen it i think i mentioned that last week uh you should go see it asap uh tactic coming in at number two Woo-hoo. Uh, with about 67 million to to our friend ben's 71 and a half then we have florida hawk at 66 hipster pop geek at 64 just about nerd bomber 63 and a half Mecha Yoda 63 and oh you guys tied you guys played the exact same cineplex you just won the tiebreaker man it's spooky to me how much that happens uh heck it's tech at 55 Spitfire at 25 and then I'm hanging down at nine it just keeps rolling over my my old cineplex and I played last Christmas a bunch of times which I'm pretty sure it's like tanking so uh yeah and then rounding out top 10 is just an AR radio looking at the overall Let's see we have. Uh, Hipster Pop Geek still in a very comfortable first place with 509 million. Mecha Yoda at number two with 451. Hecket's Tech with 450. Tactic at 447. Nerd Bomber at 441. Our good friend Ben at 439. Florida Hawk at 421. Justin AR Radio at 396. Devin Reed. 394 and spitfire at 358 and then i am off of page one i don't even know where i am i don't i don't care to know at this point Uh, but we have a large clump of people right around 450 so it could be a very exciting last couple of weeks Uh, there's three weeks to go in this season if you want to get in on the action if you want to pick some cineplexes with us head on over to fantasymovieleague.com and our league name is online warriors podcast it is a locked league but the password is podcast all lowercase that is the end of my fantasy movie league spiel
1: get into it so,
0: so uh let's uh let's really dive into some hallmark movies what do you say
1: all right so i had a lot of fun with these i i don't think i realized just how many hallmark christmas movies that there are um many I knew it became like a fad in the last probably like five years or so. But these suckers go back into like the early two thousands. They have been pumping out Christmas movies for a very long time.
0: And like Netflix is getting in on this, all this like the Christmas Prince, like they, they come out of the Christmas Prince, the Baby Prince, and like Christmas. There's all kinds of sequels to it. It's crazy.
1: Actually, I I haven't seen a single one. We watched a Netflix original Christmas movie a couple weeks ago it was kind of subpar i will say it was like with hallmark movies you know what you're getting and they're cheesy but like the one that we watched was not very good
0: what was it called uh, shout it out come on it
1: was like the advent calendar or something
0: that's a terrible name for a christmas movie
1: i, I don't know if that's what it was called but it was, it was basically just
0: called the calendar
1: it might have been it basically was about an advent calendar
0: netflix the, the holiday calendar
1: that that's it yeah that's the one it's just okay it's,
0: yeah um it was it was basically
2: this one person kept getting really upset at people when they would call her out for saying oh my goodness in the month of christmas i saw a christmas tree and this thing s- showed me a christmas tree this thing must be magic and people were like no
0: you see christmas trees around the holiday and she kept going you're a jerk and i was just like ah. 33% on Rotten Tomatoes, although it's only based on six reviews. Not many people have watched it, I guess. Not many but, um,
1: people should watch it.
0: A lot of people watch Hallmark Christmas movies. I know that. I think I've only seen one. I think I watched it last year like on accident. Really? My mom, ca-
1: My mom. she digs these, man. I've seen so many of these Hallmark Christmas movies. They're all very formulaic, but they always leave you kind of like happy and warm and fuzzy on the inside, so...
0: Yeah, it's like a lady used to live in the city, and then she moves to the country, and there's like a rugged guy. Mm -hmm. That's the one that I saw. It was amazing. Anyways, let's let's play this game.
1: All right. So, I have a bunch of movie titles here. You have to tell me if they are real or fake. Um, Can't wait. We'll start... We'll do Tactic first, because he has a little bit of an advantage, since he has seen a lot of these movies with me. So, we'll give him the go-ahead first, and then you guys can alternate. The first movie is mingle all the way
0: real that better be real if it's not real we should make that movie
1: that is a 2018 movie release. amazing title yeah that was a real one okay my next one that seemed a little bit too easy hope on mistletoe mountain
0: <laughs> <God>. uh, <laughs> i'm gonna like reverse psychology myself that seems super super fake but i'm gonna say real
1: okay tactic what do you think
0: also real
1: all right so i really faked you guys out on that one i totally made that one up oh yeah
0: there's definitely one then just called hope i should have believed myself because it sounds so fake but i was like it can't be that's too good of a fake name to be anyways
1: i should basically just name all of these hallmark movies it's fine all right so you guys are tied right now um the next movie title that i have for you guys is romance at reindeer lodge Tactic, you go first on this one.
2: That one's fake, also.
1: All right, illegal. How about you?
0: <sighs> I have to. I have to pull ahead. I'm going to say real.
1: Okay, so illegal pulls ahead by one point. This was a <laughs> real 2000.
0: It just sounds movie. too raunchy. Tactic, you ain't <laughs> tactic. You ain't never been to Reindeer Lodge. Come on now.
1: How does this sound raunchy?
0: Romance at Reindeer Lodge. Ew. Is romance raunchy now? Did we? Did we? Did that happen?
1: I don't know. I didn't think it was raunchy, but apparently, apparently Tactic really gets raunchy at the Reindeer Lodge.
0: Reindeer Lodge is, yeah, it's a sensual place, but uh, I pull ahead, sweet.
1: All right, so the next one is Snowfall Sweetheart. And I think Illegal, you go first.
0: Yeah, that's fake. Tactic? That's fake.
1: Okay, so you guys both got that one right. I totally made that up. Went for some alliteration to throw you guys off, but you guys caught me on that one. All right, the next one is A Dream of Christmas. Tectic, start us off.
0: That's real. <laughs> you know what? That's fake. I think that's fake.
1: All right, so Tectic ties it up. This was a God. 2016 movie starring Nikki DeLoach. She's in a ton of Hallmark movies, and I think this might have been one of her first
0: ones. It's so generic. It's not. It sounds like if I would had to make up a title, I would just say that without even knowing what the movie is about.
1: Yeah, <sighs> I mean... Like I said, it was very difficult because some of the titles of these Hallmark movies that they've been making for the last decade are like a word apart in difference. It's kind of crazy. All right. My next one, A Christmas Cook-Off.
0: That's real. That has to be real. That's real. I I agree. That's real.
1: (laughs) I faked you guys out again. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I made that up. That one, I drew inspiration from the Disney Channel original movie where the kid plays baseball and he really wants to be a chef.
0: So oh yeah is it like kevin is that his name
1: yeah that that's what where a, i drew the inspiration for that one all right dang it this next one with a game all tied up and i have three more left this one is a dad for christmas
0: who, <laughs> who goes first
1: oh uh, i think it was tactic
2: <laughs> i'm gonna go fake i can't <laughs> <laughs> no that's
0: that's real that's okay, too, tactic,
1: tactic, pulls ahead on this one. I dang did it. make this one up. However, there are a ton of titles. Is that a mom for Christmas. There's like a uh, husband for Christmas, a prince for oh, Christmas, a princess for Christmas. So there's a ton of them. A puppy for Christmas. So
0: why not a dad for Christmas? I why don't not know.
1: A dad? I don't know. No one wants one apparently.
0: Crab on a stick. All right, let's let's continue.
1: Okay, so tactic is up by one, I believe, at this point. So we have two left. This next one is a Christmas detour.
0: This is real.
2: I'm going to say this is real as a strategic positioning. Yeah, that's fair.
1: So you guys are both right. This was a 2015 movie starring DJ Tanner. Her flight gets detoured and she realizes she doesn't love her fiance anymore and goes for the rugged bartender.
0: Bad choice. Okay, So here's where we are. I mean, no matter what the title is. I'm gonna say whatever the opposite of, of what tactic says, because that's just we, we that's have to how do you it that win way. the game. And well, it's how we tie, and then we have to figure out a tiebreaker.
1: Oh, that's true. Okay, so I have my final title is single Santa Seeks Mrs. Claus.
2: Okay, that's a porno. <laughs>
0: I'm gonna go fake. Right. i think that's real I've, i'm confident I think that's real
1: illegal gets the point on this one yeah this is a 2004 one of the early day ones about it's the heir long. to the santa throne needing to find a wife
0: okay, okay so now we need a tiebreaker and yes. now i i go first Whew. man this is okay. intense guys so this i have drama.
1: to come up with it a basically tiebreaker sounded question. like
0: santa looking for singles in your area so do this like, one can, can you do like a tie like a Prices Right or something?
1: This is what I'm gonna do because I don't want to look like I'm making one up. So Be right, this one isn't so much necessarily a Christmas Hallmark question, but a Hallmark question in general. How many Hallmark movies has DJ Tanner, aka Candace Cameron Bure, starred in?
0: Oh, okay. And we're we're doing Prices Right. We're doing Bust Rules or just Closest
1: Bust Rules.
0: Bust Rules. Um, boy, you know, it's, it's six. I'm saying six.
1: All right, Tactic, what do you got? Thirteen. All right. So Tectic is closer here. She, God. at least in 2018, which this is a little bit dated, but 18 Hallmark movies she had starred in. And I'm sure she's been in a few more this year that just haven't been added to my list. Come on, yet.
0: girl. You're better than that.
2: Come on, DJ. She's not, she, though. She's perfect for them. She's like, you know, sweet girl, loves Christmas. I mean, it's her niche.
1: I mean, these aren't all Christmas ones, though. She's been in, like, Real Murders and A Bone to Pick, where she looks... You know that, like, Carrie Underwood um, music video where she's smashing the guy's car? She kind of has that vibe going on in this one movie poster. So, I mean, she's not all innocent. Not all innocent.
0: Dug her key into the side of the pretty little souped-up four-wheel drive. Yep. So, Uh, Tectic
1: takes this one home. He is the, the Hallmark Christmas expert, which... To be fair, kind of expected that a little bit because he's watched a fair share of these with me and my mom.
2: You'll chill. You're yeah, embarrassing I, me in front of my
0: friends. I I really wanted this one.
1: You know what? You'll just have to get them next week. Gosh.
0: Well, uh, congratulations, Tactic. Um, you're the Hallmark Champion. Uh, and congratulations to all of you for making it through another episode of Online Warriors Podcast. Uh, probably doesn't feel like much of an accomplishment but we're happy you stuck it stuck it out and uh, we really appreciate you listening as always and uh, we would love it if you went on over to um, Apple Podcasts, left us a review uh, we do read those and appreciate the feedback and um, we would also love to interact with y'all on the social meds guys we all have Twitters uh, I am at OWLegal86 we have at OWNerdBomber and at OWTechnic and then there's also our main account at OnlineWarriors1 where we post all kind of polls uh we mentioned the poll about bioshock but we also found out last week that mashed potatoes are in fact classy so thank you for that um to give you all an update i'm sure you were all really desperately waiting to hear but um yeah uh go hit us up on twitter we'd love to chat with you and uh in the meantime have a fantastic week
1: see you next week
2: bye